Section 189 of Chesterfield's Letters to His Son Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. Letter 232 London, September 26, 1758 My dear friend, I am sorry to find that you had a return of your fever, but to say the truth, you in some measure deserved it, for not carrying Dr. Middleton's bark and prescription with you. I foresaw that you would think yourself cured too soon, and gave you warning of it, but bygones are bygones, as Chart, when he was dying, said of his sins. Let us look forward. You did very prudently to return to Hamburg, to good bark, and, I hope, a good physician. Make all sure there before you stir from thence, notwithstanding the requests or commands of all the princesses in Europe. I mean, a month at least, taking the bark even to supererogation, that is, some time longer than Dr. Middleton requires, for I presume that you are got over your childishness about tastes, and are sensible that your health deserves more attention than your palate. When you shall be thus re-established, I approve of your returning to Bremen, and indeed you cannot well avoid it, both with regard to your promise, and to the distinction with which you have been received by the Castle family. Now to the other part of your letter. Lord Holderness has been extremely civil to you, in sending you, all under his own hand, such obliging offers of his service. The hint is plain, that he will, in case you desire it, procure you leave to come home for some time, so that the single question is, whether you should desire it or not, now. It will be two months before you can possibly undertake the journey, whether by sea or by land, and either way it would be a troublesome and a dangerous one for a convalescent in the rigor of the month of November." You could drink no mineral waters here in that season, nor are any mineral waters proper in your case, being all of them heating, except selzers. Then what would do you more harm than all the medicines could do you good? Would be the pestilential vapors of the House of Commons, in long and crowded days, of which there will probably be many this season, where your attendance, if here, will necessarily be required. I compare St. Stephen's Chapel, upon those days, to La Grotte de Caen. Whatever may be the fate of the war now, negotiations will certainly be stirring all the winter, and of those, the northern ones, you are sensible, are not the least important. In these, if at Hamburg, you will probably have your share, and perhaps a meritorious one. Upon the whole, therefore, I would advise you to write a very civil letter to Lord Holderness, and tell them that though you cannot hope to be of any use to His Majesty's affairs anywhere yet, in the present unsettled state of the North, it is possible that unforeseen accidents may throw in your way to be of some little service, and that you would not willingly be out of the way of those accidents, but that you shall be most extremely obliged to his lordship, if he will procure you his majesty's gracious permission to return for a few months in the spring, when probably affairs will be more settled one way or another. When things tend nearer to a settlement, and that Germany, from the want of money or men, or both, breathes peace more than war, I shall solicit Burrish's commission for you, which is one of the most agreeable ones in His Majesty's gift, and I shall by no means despair of success. Now I have given you my opinion upon this affair, which does not make a difference of above three months, or four at most. I would not be understood to mean to force your own, if it should happen to be different from mine. But mine, I think, is more both for your health and your interest. However, do as you please. May you in this, and everything else, do for the best. So God bless you. Letter 233. Bath, October 18, 1758. 
I received by the same post your two letters of the twenty-ninth past and of the third instant. The last tells me that you are perfectly recovered, and your resolution of going to Bremen in three or four days proves it. For surely you would not undertake that journey a second time, and at this season of the year, without feeling your health solidly restored. However, in all events, I hope you have taken a provision of good bark with you. I think your attention to Her Royal Highness may be of use to you here, and indeed all attentions to all sorts of people are always repaid in some way or other, though real obligations are not. For instance, Lord Titchfield, who has been with you at Hamburg, has written an account to the Duke and Duchess of Portland, who are here, of the civilities you showed him, with which he is much pleased, and they delighted. At this rate, if you do not take care, you will get the unmanly reputation of a well-bred man, and your countryman, John Trott, will disown you. I have received and tasted of your present, which is a très grand vin, but more cordial to the stomach than pleasant to the palate. I keep it as a physic, only to take occasionally, in little disorders of my stomach, and in those cases I believe it is wholesomer than stronger cordials. I have been now here a fortnight, and though I am rather better than when I came, I am still far from well. My head is giddier than becomes a head of my age, and my stomach has not recovered its retentive faculty. Leaning forward, particularly to write, does not at present agree with yours. End of section 189. Read by Professor Heather and By. For more free audio books or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org.